Hello, Hello and welcome to this. It is a unedited, unscripted podcast with myself, Craig Johnson, and the man sharing the screen with me, the throbbing member that is going to rain and spray his knowledge upon us today, like some kind of liquid firework, uh, is going to be Jonathan Pugh. What an introduction. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> much. Too much. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I just, I just started speaking, and that's what came out. So, welcome, Love Jonathan. It. How are we this week? Doing good. Doing, I would say better, mate. Better than last week. So good. I'll take it. Feel good. Get good. Being good to be outside. Um, it's nice to have a wee bit of regularity. It's nice getting seeing the clients. Um, I know you've been doing. So, how you been getting on with your classes? I know you've been doing some Zoom classes. Good. Yes, not long finished one. Uh, as part of our online programme, we are doing live classes, uh, which is, is fun. It's fun. It's good seeing everyone grafting and getting a bit of interaction and things and, and building the community. So it's good fun. Uh, but I do have I do have other news, Jonathan. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I was actually going to tell you this off screen, but forgot. <laughs> you distracted oh. me with your hideous, hideous undergarments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know how like we have quite a strong opinion on anti-vaccination? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, Jonathan, I am actually now uh, an anti-vaxxer. And hear me, you, out, hear me out, right? Uh, so in 1796, the vaccine for smallpox was created. Okay. And before that, before 1796, a number of people died of smallpox. And now, right, since 1796, every single person that received that vaccine has died. So for me, it's a no. It's a no from me. What you're saying, it's a 100% fatality rate. 100 Everyone since 1796 Unbelievable. had received that vaccine at that time is now dead. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I think you've hit it on the money. I mean, what can you say? And that was the cause of death. It wasn't. It wasn't like old age or, you know. Don't worry about that. No, nah, wasn't anything like that. That is a that is a legitimate argument that I forgot to send you <laughs> that I seen on the. People are actually talking about this, right? Uh, I don't. I don't know if it was tongue in cheek, but it was in amongst like a big, kind of, uh, yeah. kind of discussion on the matter. Uh, so I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Just on uh, that, do you know anyone who's for real, like seriously, not going to get the vaccine? Like they're they're against it. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, okay. I well, I know someone that's definitely not going to get it, which blows my mind. And I have tried to to speak to them, and I know someone that's on the fence about getting it. Um, and I've basically said to that person who I won't name, uh, that I'm. Pretending that they don't exist, <laughs> <laughs> mostly because I'm. Tr and they said, "Why would you do that?" And I said, "Because I'm trying to get used to what it would be like without you in my, <laughs> in my life. life. Because that's what will happen. <laughs> so I'm just trying. I'm trying to prepare for that early yeah. by uh, by doing it now. Yeah. Uh, if you, I'm sure if you get the vaccine, like I'll start talking to you because you'll be about. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah. I, I unfortunately uh, do know some people that uh, are not, well, 
not going to get it on our own defence about getting it, uh, okay. which is is mind blowing to me. But uh, yeah, there you go. So that that was that was my little little story there. That's <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably going to be next year by the time we get it. But we'll see. Maybe it'll be sooner. Maybe yeah, maybe, sooner. maybe. But uh, yeah, the the reason why I bring this up, Jonathan, because I know you have seen. I just don't know if anyone else out there has seen the. The topic of discussion about the UK hitting uh, a horrific milestone of 100,000 deaths. Yes. Um, however, what people are now starting to talk about is that an underlying health condition uh, is presenting a lot of these, these issues, uh, which is obesity being overweight 62% on last count of the UK are overweight and I think 20 something percent of those it's coming up for 30 percent but yes yeah like that so are, are like clinically obese so sure. uh, th- this is something that has started to be discussed um, in the, the news and all these things and it was something that I know we had said for a, a long time and other fitness professionals had said for a long time and just the, the, the basics of physiology, the basics of biology, yeah. um, like, you know, people that are overweight and things are aware of the health conditions that are yeah, sure. covered with that. And I thought, I thought, right, <laughs> maybe we could have a wee chat about that. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Well, why don't we start? I mean, this is something that's frustrated me all the way through, is that along with, along with the, the advice to wash your hands, to, social dis, to physical distance, I changed that from social to physical, because I, I think I make the distinction between, you know, being social with people still, and also and just being physically apart from them. Um, to stay at home, you know, to work from home if you can. Um, so undoubtedly all very important. What I wish we had more of an emphasis on, especially as a country that's supposed to be, supposed to be fairly advanced, let's just say, we should have had some, some, some part of a dialogue back, way back, like March, April, May, June, July. I understand the reasons why gyms were closed. Um, I might not have agreed with those decisions. I didn't agree with those decisions. I still don't to an extent. Um, I think gyms are, are a, a very important part of maintaining the health of a large, a large part of our population. But I think that I, I wish at least there was some discussion about the benefits to like people look, be, being able to look after their own health and the fact that that by trying to improve your fitness and by trying to eat as well as you can and even just giving people some very general guidance on that and making them aware of it it may it may impact your ability to to you know or your your risk of serious complications if you catch covid and i just wish that we had had Mm. some part of the dialogue i understand it couldn't have dominated it but yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i do i do (laughs) And see, the thing about it is that the one thing that I think, uh, like, I don't want to go down the road of is, like, 
like I've been overweight, you've been overweight, mm -hmm. right? I don't think there is a, a person that is overweight on the planet right now that doesn't understand that there are certain uh, health complications that come with that. Uh, you're putting yourself at uh, risk. Um, so I don't, I don't really want to go into like the the risk of it, although it may crop up. Um, but for for me, like what blows my mind on it is that no one like we we're we're coaches, right? Like we we try and help people as much as we can on whether it be like to a one to one level, an online uh, community that we're we're building, or whether it be through socials or or things like this. But no one has has uh, approached us. Or as far as I'm aware, uh, and this story kind of goes off a wee bit, but no one's approached us and said, this is how your skills can be used to, to aid us. Like no, no one's approached the fitness industry and said, look, you, you guys are in a position where you can help people and we want to develop a platform for you to be able to do that. No one's done that. And as far as I'm aware, and this is where the, the story kind of branches off, I've, I've spoke to a number of uh, people that work in corporate gyms and they've basically told their trainers uh, that they are not coaching on a one-to-one -one basis because it can't, the finances can't come through their books. Oh. Um, so they, they're just kind of left in the, in the dark. Yeah. Uh, still under the same contractuals because obviously... Uh, where we worked previously, uh, there was an issue with us uh, becoming a, a separate brand and giving information that wasn't under uh, that company banner. Yeah. So they're still yeah. bound by those restrictions. Yeah. Um, and that obviously has an impact not only on their, their clients' health, but their living and their ability to to earn. Mm -hmm. And for me, like the fact that there are so many of us coaches that are are like i mean we are doing stuff we're, we're putting stuff out and things like but yeah. to not take advantage of that yeah it, uh, you know kind of leaving it to that chef you know that chef that jumps about joe wicks joe wicks yeah uh the chef uh, yeah. leaving it to him is it's fine <laughs> but i just think like i mean boris johnson he's i have my opinions on him but he came out when he had COVID and said, the reason that I had such a severe case of COVID was because I am overweight and sure. I am going to lose weight because I'm putting myself mm -hmm. at unnecessary risk. But then it just disappeared. And it's only now it's had to take a hundred thousand deaths for yeah. people to start talking about, well, we do have an underlying health condition. Yeah. We do have an obesity problem. Yep. Um, and for me, it's just mind blowing that, there hasn't been more uh, emphasis put on that for a longer time. Let me come at it from a different angle. The reason this came up, the reason this came up was because there was a, a TV debate, right? Our TV conversation. And for the very first time, this was last night, I think, um, on Good Morning Britain or, la or, good, or yesterday morning on Good Morning Britain. <laughs> I watched it last night. But it was, it was the very first time that I have seen a number of high-ranking individuals in the science community actually acknowledging that your health status will impact your ability to fight off COVID and actually might impact your, your chances of dying from it. That, that's, this, is the thing that, this is just a fact. That why has that not been discussed at any point? It doesn't seem to be, unless I've just missed it, 
And as you said, that there's a lot of people out there that could help with that. Um, and a lot of the, I would say, I don't know what the, the percentage is, but a large bulk of the personal trainers um, out there exist in corporate gyms. They exist in, they're employed by a large company and a lot of them have been hamstrung because they're unable to actually, as you said, they're unable to put good information out there and give help um, for fear of losing their job. Um, mm. So it's, it sucks. It's rough. It's rough. And do you know, the, the, uh, th this is just my opinion, right? In my humble opinion, I think the reason that it's not been spoken about is because uh, we are so divided. Like, even, even like terminology like fat is, is frowned upon using. Like, you, you know, people are, are clamping down on words now, yeah. which in some cases is, is absolutely necessary. But when we're talking about like terminologies like that, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're in the spotlight and you say the wrong thing or you don't, uh, you know, include everyone within your, your, your kind of uh, deli like delivery of, of the topic, then yeah. The, yeah. the backlash is, is, is crazy. It's just, it's nuts. And I think it hasn't been discussed because there's a fear of that we are pointing out uh, an issue that the majority of people in Britain um, are dealing with and we don't know how to say it. Like we don't want to, to bring light to this issue because it's so sensitive. It's mm -hmm. such a sensitive topic that yeah. we can't go into a discussion about it. Uh, and I think that's why it's, it's so important that it, it is happening. But I totally agree with you. If we had, if they had done something sooner and shed a light on this and said, look, this is key. And don't get me wrong, they did say like obesity does increase your risk, but there wasn't any, yeah, it does increase your risk. That's it. Lock the box. It's away under the bed. Yeah. It's not like, here's, here's more. Do you know what I mean? Here, here's more on this. Here's, here's a platform that we've created that you can, you can join into that has X amount of whatever's on it. Yeah, I, I imagine if the government had said, look, we have a, we've put together a thing, which is we've got, we've got a, a library of 1,000 workouts created by, you know, personal trainers around Britain. If they put some kind of campaign out and said, you know, uh, fitness instructors, personal trainers in the UK, we need your help. You know, we're combating this, this deadly virus. And one of the things that we need right now is your expertise to help people to stay healthy and find new ways to exercise. Could you, you know, can you come up with a 20 minute video and send it through to, you know, fitness at government you know, gov.co.uk and yeah. they would provide, they would upload all these onto, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just spit, spitballing, but you know, the, the forum yeah. as an example. Um, yeah. And of course, like I'm looking at this in a very like tunnel vision, uh, tunnel vision way. I'm just, I'm just looking at it from a, a, a fitness professional, just a coach. And of course, this is my area of like interest. I know that there's other industries that other, um, there are other ways in which you can support people to be healthy, but coaches and personal trainers and fitness instructors have all got skills and it would be a good way to utilize them to maybe say to people like, let's get some ideas. And as a nation, let's like, here's a, here's a free resources to help you get, you know, to work out from home because I know you can you can find stuff on YouTube as you said you can find chefs and you know um, yeah people jumping about and 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 great you know free workouts but you have to go and look for them and um, it's not necessarily on what 
the average person will be watching on a daily basis, you know, yeah. news and you'd have to be on like fitness channels and YouTube and yeah. Yeah, yeah, for it to mark up. I think I think as well, like one of one of the points in the the video, we could maybe try and link the video. I don't know. That's more your side of things. But. Yeah, we can link it. Which one? What's the debate one? The debate the, video? The debate one, yeah. And I, mm -hmm. I know, like, uh, so the, the, the issue is with uh, the nutrition side of things um, on that, for example, gyms being closed, takeaways being open. Um, you know, yeah. there, is, there is a lot of work on uh, food labeling and things, but f like f food production, they they intentionally will hide things by different names. Like I, I I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago I done a post on the hundred and six names. Oh for yeah, yeah. Like hundred and six yeah. names for sugar. There shouldn't be a hundred and six names for sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so like, food companies are there so that you buy their food, uh, and obviously, the highly processed, highly carbohydrated, hedonic foods Johnny. <laughs> uh, like all the all those foods are like your your go-to comfort foods after a long day after a stressful day after maybe a day where you are stuck in your house and not able to go out are the foods you go for yes but companies intentionally trying legally intentionally trying hoodwink you mm -hmm. um by you know label sometimes i have to google when i'm reading labels and I'm I'm looking at labels on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my if I if I say to my gran, "I sell you lose a couple of pounds," you know, and the nicest respect to her, a very smart woman, but she's not going to be in a position where she can be like, "I understand like glucose that that's what that is." Yeah. Corn syrup. I understand what that is. So I get they've done a lot on food working, but there comes a point where you have to say. It's going to be the next epidemic. If not, it wasn't before. Do you know, yeah, it's obviously much more prominent, uh, and it's it's much more impactful uh, that it's it's taking lives on the daily. Whereas yes. the, the obesity, uh, it's kind of over a period of years. Yeah, uh, that it kind of happens, but uh, it's something that I feel they haven't done enough on either. Um, it, you you already said this. It's because there's one of the one of the problems there is that it, you most people are tentative to talk about it, especially when in, in the spotlight of a mainstream, mainstream media um, platform, you will get the odd, like, odd, you know, like an oddball like Piers Morgan who will just hit out with like, you know, an absolute stinker. And that's why he's hated. <laughs> and the issue is that when you have like a, what's, when you have a, a controversial subject that people do not like, a lot of, some people don't want to, they don't want to talk about it in the context of losing weight being good for your health, for example, as an example. Um, as you kind of, it's not so much that speech has been suppressed, it's just as it becomes more of a taboo subject, the people who speak up about it are often not the most nuanced. They're not like, they're not necessarily the smartest. They just hit out with like, boom, like uh, they drop a bomb. And I think that while we can still have discussions where we're just being rational and we're not pinning any, this is, I hate talking about stuff like this, to be honest, because I know that some people are going to get offended. So mm. I always end up like, I never know what to say. Cause I know what I would say to myself and I know <laughs> what I would say to like a good friend or someone that I trusted. But when it comes to just anybody's ears that are listening, I'm always very like, I hate to make someone feel bad 
So I don't want to say, I don't want to make someone feel worse. That's the thing. And I think that that that's part of the problem here is that beyond COVID, we are, there's, there, there are other, what's the word I'm looking for? There's other existential threats, right, that faces. And one of them is what's happening to our health service. And one of the, the, the bearings on that is going to be things like type 2 diabetes. The big, the big thing in terms of cost and spend in, in the NHS is that preventable health conditions now cost more than non-preventable. They're on mm -hmm. the rise. So the, the issues, that are the health issues, which are classed as non-preventable, i.e. things that we have some control over, are on the increase and stuff that we, sorry, on the D, yes, on the increase, and non-preventable. So like certain types of cancers are on the down. So, mm -hmm. which doesn't make any logical sense, but that's the way that it is. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, it, I think it's such a difficult thing to talk about because it, it immediately, I know, see when I was overweight, right? I can only really speak for myself, but see when I was in a situation where people were talking about weight, and I was overweight, it made me feel very uncomfortable. Okay. Almost like it was directed at me. Yeah. And I think that when you say like, or when we as, as an industry, as, as individuals say like, uh, we, there is a positive spin on it. We say like, if we lose weight and hit key health markers uh, that, that we measure, um, we will become naturally more healthy. And I think what that does is by saying something like that, it immediately says what you have been doing, this individual that you're speaking to, is unhealthy. It has not been good enough. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the issue that I have is, I don't know how else to put it. Like you're basically saying that 62% of the country's overweight. There is things that we can do yeah. And there definitely is a, a government that could be doing more uh, to implement things that can, you know, aid towards this. But I don't know how to say it without giving that immediate impact of that feeling. Because someone would say to me, like, you know, oh, you know, if you if you lost a bit of weight, you'd be able to do X, Y, Z. And I thought, well, that means that the way I am now isn't good enough in that person's eyes. Yeah, it's being accepted and feeling accepted. And I think, I think that's, there's, a, there's a whole ton of things tied up into that. Um, I mean, if you're, <clears throat> first of all, it's like, it's, it's, it's weird to me if you're having a conversation with someone because in, in the context that I talk to people about their weight, they, they've, come to, they've come to me, you know, I've mm -hmm. not gone to them. So, and it might not necessarily just be about someone's weight, but they, they often, when someone begins with a personal trainer, that's one of their main goals, right? <clears throat> and so I never have to drive that conversation. I never, we never have to talk about it. We never have to discuss it. You know, it's not like a, I have to, don't have to convince them of anything. Um, I'm there to emotionally support them. Mm -hmm. um, rather than me, you know, having to push some kind of like, you know... I, push some agenda about weight it's I, I try we like we've said many times try and focus on health and overall well-being and you know emotional support physical activity improving your diet all of these things good hydration and often what that leads to is is weight loss and that yeah. and, and but and often that is the thing really that will lead to improvements in health improvements in energy and you know 
but it's a difficult thing to talk about. Um, what I was going to say, what I was going to, I was going to ask you is that I know that people have, I think it was on that TV debate where they were talking about, should we have some kind of like sugar tax or should we, you know, should um, advertisers not be able to show products which are highly processed? Um, there's all these different ideas about how do we, how do we tackle this? like in a, a society basis um what would what would your approach be like if we could map out what would we actually change if you were in charge of some government johnny just sort it i'll just sort just it sort it now sort it let's just sort it what have we got i'll, I'll dedicate 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> no so here's the here's the reason why i don't think that'll work right uh we we've we done it we've done it with smoking all right, we, we said, like, we're, you're not going to allow to advertise. Uh, the branded packets are going to be the same. There's going to be health warnings. People still smoke, right? Admittedly, it is reduced, right? But people still smoke. It's still mm. something that happens yes. in the world every day. Uh, and I think that if they, if they go down that route, uh, they're going to find the same thing. We're still, we're still going to have maybe a slight decrease, but we're still going to have those those cravings like those things are going to be in us we, we know what it we know what it is there's been huge exposure to it uh, so in regards to this generation maybe the next generation possibly not a short-term kind of feeling for me the the main point is um i've said it millions of times before to you i've said it on this uh there's two reasons why people put on weight um, and one of them is, is a, a superficial physiological reason. Yeah. All right. It's because you consume too many calories than you expel. Like the, the energy you expel does not outweigh the calories you consume, right? Mm -hmm. Or it doesn't level out. Um, that's kind of the, the, the superficial one. The other one is why you're consuming the calories. And no one really addresses the why you're consuming the calories. Mm -hmm. And I think that until we're in a position where people like us, uh, I've been bad for it in the past and, and the fitness industry is bad for it, until we start addressing, uh, everyone's aware that too many calories causes issue. We need to start understanding why people are consuming those calories. So, you know, simple things like boredom can be resolved, all right? <laughs> like, those things are easy, but a deep kind of psychological issue that you find comfort in food, that takes a little more work. And I think the only way that we're really going to get out of this is if we address that. So on a, on a totally personal level, I had my absolute dream job. I was very good at it. I was loving life, got injured, was told I could no longer do that job because of the injury. And I found comfort in food. Yeah. And I hadn't addressed that loss of that dream job. Obviously, I'm in my dream job now, Johnny. I wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> but at the time, at the time, at the time yeah. I was in my dream job. Uh, and I didn't address that. So I went on, uh, you know, pizza, uh, like daily, nightly, and ever so rightly, uh, booze, prescription yeah. <laughs> painkillers, the works, man. Um, and it was only after I addressed the why I was consuming too many calories and started channeling that energy elsewhere that I started to do the things that you said. I started to get better sleep patterns, get better hydrated, yep. start looking at how to be strong, 
stop thinking about the scales and focus on let's see if we can run a hundred yards further this time. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can do four more lengths or something to swimming or whatever it is, or lift a kilo heavier or something like that. And I think that's the issue. There is not, if there is, get in touch because you're about to blow my mind. <laughs> if there's an overweight person that does not know that the overconsumption of calories uh, leads to weight gain, then you've blown my mind. But there will be people out there that don't understand why they are consuming those calories. And that, for me, if I have to solve it, <laughs> which you've asked me to, yeah. that for me is the issue that we need to address as a people, as a nation. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's all. Thanks, CJ. There you go. No, ge- genuinely though, like I know I'm making light of it, but if if I didn't if I didn't understand that, if I didn't have my coach at that time with that process of thought mm. and make me realise that that's what it was, I would have ate myself into an early grave, drank yeah. myself into an early grave, and just done stupid things for the rest of my life. <laughs> Um, and that's brutal honesty and I'm using me as an example so I don't want to shine light on people because we've all got different reasons but that's my reason yeah. uh, and I think that could go a long way to helping people for, for sure I know that we agree because I get I thought a lot about this I've thought a lot about things like the sugar tax I've thought about restrictions on foods restrictions on advertisement like all of those things I don't think solve the problem. I think I agree with you. They're, they're just they're just simple, tidy solutions to what is a very complex issue. Um, for a lot of people, their relationship with food is very tied with their childhood. You know, these are mm-hmm. not like these are not simple things to solve. Um, you get, I mean, smarter people than me and you that will sit and you know commit. Who? Name them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't off by hand. I'm sure they. I'm sure they exist. <laughs> um, but the you know the and I, well you hope there are right you hope there are people who are really seriously thinking about this and they're not just going to slap some tax on 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 Coca Cola you know it's just like, it's not going to the, the same thing they did the same thing with alcohol right because they said yeah. years years ago there's a huge problem with underage drinking and, and a drink issue in, in the UK in general we're, we're bad for binge drinking therefore what do we do we tax the alcohol industry the the the, the, the statistics show it didn't actually do jack shit it just mm. People just they're prepared to pay an extra fifty pence for a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Surprise, surprise! If you want it, yeah. you'll, you'll do it. Um, so, I've had I've had clients that I've been working with for some, sometimes several several years of weekly training and weekly coaching and understanding and periods where they're doing really well and they're making progress, and periods where where. Um, we don't even talk about food. We don't even talk about training. It just takes a back seat and all they need is a wee bit of support. Yeah. Um, they go through ups and downs. Um, they, they have successes and they've got failures. And, and for, on my part, there's a lot of like empathy and understanding and patience and all these different things. And that's for one person to get to a place where they've got a better relationship with food. They've got a, a better relationship with their body. Um, they accept themselves a bit more. They don't think about weight as an issue. They have probably lost weight, but they don't. It's not a big driving thing for them. They feel better, and that's the thing that they want to be able to do more with their body. Appreciate what their body can do, and all. And, and the thing is that that takes a lot of money. 
first of all. It takes a lot of resources, takes a lot of time. Um, so I don't know what the solution is on a big white, you know, on a, a societal like basis. Um, but I would suspect that it starts with emotional support in like at school age, you know, mm-hmm. especially for especially for family like disadvantaged people, like kids coming from um, coming from a, a, a like you know a disadvantaged position. They don't mm-hmm. maybe have support. Like ways in which we can, I don't know. No, it, it's complicated, right? Oh, and, and this yeah, is why I'm both I'm both optimistic about it because I think people are are like we're, we're people are talking about this now in a way that mm-hmm. we haven't before, um, and I'm sometimes I get a little bit just I don't know. Um, it seems like such a huge problem that I wouldn't I don't even know where to start apart from just literally the people that I work with, those 15 to 20 people that are in front of me, if I can help yeah. them. But I don't, I don't know how you tackle it. In a, it's just like a, I think you're, just, you're spot on. Like, 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 we, like we say, I mean, uh, the, the restrictions of social media with, with the 60-second soundbite is, is not enough uh, to, to convey the, the information that's, that's, that's needed. And I think you're, you're bang on. You know, schools everyone's going through the schooling system or at least the majority of people are going through the schooling system uh, and if you can if you can in, instill that in them early do you know what i mean like uh math i think i've used maths like nine times <laughs> since i've left <laughs> since i've left school right i think i've used it like nine times and uh, i only know it from school and it's that kind of early kind of sponge learning and we we have we have seen it firsthand that we volunteered at a school that would maybe be in one of these areas. Yes. And we'd, we'd done a class and it was one of our first exposures to that kind of volunteering element. And I, I know you were the same, but we were actually quite taken aback by uh, the, the levels of fitness. And I think we were comparing ourselves to to us as kids, like, cause I was always out running about. And always stuff. moving, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, t- it took me a wee bit by surprise, you know, we'd done a, a wee five minute warm up and, and the kids were struggling. Okay. Uh, and it was only after a, a few questions, like I remember speaking to one of the teachers um, and I, I, I said, you know, like just a, a random question, what's the lunches like? And they said, oh, today it's, you know, uh, pizza, chips, hot dogs, sausage rolls, uh, and he went through every option and, and that was it. And I was like, you started to see this correlation, this mm-hmm. buildup of it's happening early. So why can't we prevent it early? And I'm not saying, you know, I'm a big believer in have a beer, you know, have a pizza, all that kind of stuff. Have a gin. Gin, right now. <laughs> gin. I would, I would be drinking with you, but I have a, a workout tomorrow yeah. um, with a group and, Hungover Craig is not the best way <laughs> to be getting along with because it's basically me sitting in a corner like that. Just do it. Don't ask questions. Just do it. <laughs> so uh, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head. You're going to get a higher percentage of people going through the schooling system, and installing that knowledge in them creates that those ha- habits, that knowledge. Um, and for me personally, I'm right there with you. I get overwhelmed when I start thinking about outside of my client group because it it's a lot of 
back and forth. It's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of, you know, hit and miss. Yeah. Trying to take that on a, even and, just a city-wide scale. And so, yeah. No, yeah, no, but, and also your, your clients, one, again, they're invested. They're, they're paying money to come to see a personal trainer. They're invested in terms of time as well. And not only that, they've actually said they've written down a goal at some point, whether the goal is to get healthier or to, you know, have more energy to be with the kids or it's to lose weight. But, but how, what, the, the, one of the main things I, the one, the one of the main things that I learned by doing coaching with my coach is that even when I want to change something, it's tough, man. Yeah. Because, especially when it's, especially when it's around a behavior, you know, like, well, if I want to learn to be, um, if I, if I want to learn to not be as tough myself when it comes to getting work done, for example, and be a bit more like easygoing. Um, like if I want, if I really want to work on that, like I have been trying to work on that, work on it for years to maybe, to maybe move the dial by like 10%. And it, yeah. it's like, so it's, it's both, it's like inspiring. Cause I do think anyone we can, we are all capable of change. Our brains are very, um, they're, they're not set that neuroplasticity is a thing. So you, you're able to, you're able to change your behaviors, but it takes a lot of effort when someone wants to change, they can do it, but it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and it's muddy and it's not like you're right. You can't, you cannot distill it down into a 60 second soundbite on Instagram. That's just knowledge. That's just like, I sometimes feel that we're just swimming in 60 second videos where people make really good points. They, they, they do, they do condense things down in a really cool and concise way, but we've got too much of that. There's too much like soundbite information. It's the, it's, it's the, when you're in the weeds, when you're going through the, the mire of like, oh, I really actually, this is, this could be a 20 year long relationship with food. They don't, sometimes they just want to close the box and that and go on the, the 800 calorie a day diet because yeah. it's simple, because it's a, a quick fix, because it, it doesn't, they don't have to face, we don't have, we don't want to face our own, the parts of ourselves that we don't like. And so this yeah. is why sometimes I, I lose a little bit of hope because when you talk about a, a society, this, if someone doesn't want to hear, if someone doesn't want to do that work, it's impossible. Mm. It's like, if you're having an argument with someone about religion, for example, you know, and, and they think they're maybe religious and you're not, and you're trying to convince them that they should not be religious. And they're trying to convince you that, that you should. Nobody in the history of the world has ever been like, after that conversation, like, ah, oh, you're right. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or if you're having a conversation with your wife or with your husband, it, when does that ever end? And like, you know, yes, I'm sorry, darling, you were right. Yeah. So if you, so I guess, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's, it's complicated. Um, so it, I don't know if it's necessarily just about knowledge. It would be about teaching, teaching people things like emotional intelligence um, yeah. telling people like boys and girls that it's fine to struggle. And when struggle yeah. comes up, imagine, imagine a class in school where they said that, like, like everybody teacher stand up, everyone goes through difficult points in their life. Here's five coping strategies for when things get a bit tough. You know, and on the board are like mindfulness, uh, physical educate, uh, physical movement, um, talk to a friend, you know, whatever. But some class that was focused on helping people to actually navigate the world. Um, yeah. 
I don't, I don't uh, see when you said, um, like, you know, s- some people, it's okay to struggle. I think it's important to struggle. Because, like, if, if, you know, if you're just going through the good stuff, you can't really appreciate the good stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think it's really, really important. That's why there's something you said a wee while ago. I think it was the last podcast we'd done in the gym where you said, not just good vibes only. And that stuck with me so much, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have, I have literally rid my life of that, like, good vibes only. Because you're right, like, it can't just be good vibes only. Like, it can't be. It's important to struggle because it, it builds character. It builds that resolute that you can get through something else that's a bit difficult. And you can use these coping methods to, to do exactly that. So I think it mm. I think it's so important. Um, but yeah, it's just that stuck with me, man. That definitely stuck. No, with me. I think. Well, you, I, I agree with you. Um, no str- struggle. Some struggle is important. Um, if you've got if you've got a good friend, uh, in my view, at time to time, they're hopefully they're going to tell you something about you that you don't like. Um, <clears throat> some people want to surround themselves with people who are only positive about them. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is nice because, you know, it's it's great to feel it's nice to feel loved. And it's nice to feel that people, you know, love you for who you are. But it unfortunately, you know, we're not always the best at being self-critical. And so if you've got someone who really cares about you, they can also tell you really valuable things if you listen to them. <laughs> this is if you're prepared to listen to them and tune into what they're saying or maybe what they're not saying <clears throat> sometimes you get an insight into you know a way in which you can improve so it's it's both it's like it's nice it's it'd be terrible if it was all critical you know if you're mm-hmm. if you're around people who are just constantly putting you down and i, I bat, not not good but it's just it was a game changer for me too uh, it's something that i i got i get taught not that long ago and and i just it stuck with me as well i just i, yeah. I guess if, if you're aiming to be happy a lot of the time, then that's great. You probably get a higher chance of being happy more often, more often than if you're aiming at being miserable. <laughs> you know? yeah. But it, but it's unrealistic to expect that every day is going to be a good day, and you know even the happiest of people are going to have like some some dips. And I think yeah. this, the 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 quicker that you can accept, uh, the quicker that the quicker that you're able to accept where you're at, like either you're feeling tired or you're feeling a little bit down or whatever it is maybe you can't put your finger on it the faster you get out of the dip and um, sometimes when you're like trying to <laughs> you know the, 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 there's an instinct that when some, something comes up that makes us feel uncomfortable we just want to like shove it to the side whether it's a person uh, a post on social media or uh, whatever you know something on the radio um, and the hard thing is, is figuring out is it making you uncomfortable because it's telling you a truth that you don't want to admit? Or is it making you feel uncomfortable because that person's just a dick? And you got to try and figure out, like, you know, which one it is. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I'd say surround yourself with people who are going to tell you the, the, the truth that you maybe don't want to hear. Yeah. And will also love you and support you. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's... I did, I did say at the start, ladies and gentlemen, that it was going to drop some spunky firework knowledge all over you <laughs> that's gold right there that's the little clip that is the little clip man. that's that's basically that's basically it uh you know genuinely i thought see when see when there's a global pandemic this might might not be uh the the best thing to say but i thought it was going to bring 
everyone together because I thought there is something big enough for us all to worry about that isn't strip it and it has completely seemingly gone the other way it's divided us and you're so right there's these controversy sales people are dicks and they will annoy you because they're dicks all right and that's okay that person's a dick yeah (laughs) but you need to decipher who's giving you the the real truth that you're not comfortable with but that's that's on a personal level it's for you to work through but that was that was gold pit (laughs) i'm going to be i'm going to be awake at three in the morning thinking about that you need a bit of struggle yeah. uh, and people are going to be dicks <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah and some She's of those dicks up. are going to be like really good people that only want to see the best in you but you need yeah. to hear that hard truth but yeah that that definitely uh i that i'll be thinking about that for a wee while <laughs> that's good wow that's great <laughs> I, aim to, I aim to invade your thoughts at three o'clock in the morning, mate. <laughs> the, I think, yeah, if you can, I, I don't know. I, it's tough because everyone's got their own social circles. I think, if, I think for the most part, if you can, if you believe that the people that are in your life genuinely want the best for you, then, you know, it doesn't mean that everything, you let everything slide. It's just, I guess as a, as a litmus test for who you listen to and who you let into your circle, if someone cares about you and they want the best for you, <clears throat> sometimes you're not going to see eye to eye. Um, and I think that, you know, t- to come back to the bigger issue, like the, the, with health and coronavirus and like, uh, like, you, like you said there, you thought that this was going to be a, a, something big enough to pull this together. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that we've, we've spoken about before, but not in the podcast. Yeah, the, this the you, World War Three thing. <laughs> yeah, World War Three yeah. thing. Yeah, I was wondering, yeah. could you unpack this for us a bit? So, what? What? Yeah. So I, <laughs> <laughs> we have discussed many, many times that uh, people, in general, don't have enough to worry about. And I've said this. I've said this to you before. Like, if there's a zombie apocalypse, <clears throat> are you still worried about it? And usually the answer is no. And I'm like, well what are you worried about at the new for? And it's because you've got nothing else to worry about, right? And this is the thing, like, if, you know, touch wood, God forbid, or other religious martyrs forbid, uh, if there was a World War Three, a lot of the stuff that is being discussed wouldn't be a thing. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't be an issue. Uh, you know, to, to the point where, like, if you're, you know, if you, if you get someone's pronouns wrong, if you if you get an issue, like it, it just like you know, no one's been around in a world war that's alive apart from maybe like you know a very small handful of people. Some people yeah. have seen it a bit more closer than others, but yeah. a lot of the stuff that we are passionate about just now goes away when that when that extreme circumstance comes up. And I think that's the kind of view that we've had on it. Am yeah. I right? Am I on yeah. No, you're you're absolutely yeah. right. And 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 also it's it's because we live in. It depends on who you ask. It depends on your perspective. If you've read a week, I don't want to be condescending. 
if you look at most of human history, like you mentioned polio, right? If you look at the majority of the time that humans have been alive, it's not been peachy. Yeah. This is quite, in, in comparison, you know, and being very like in a, I guess in a privileged part of the world, it's a very, very peachy environment that even having a house, yeah. <laughs> having somewhere to be that's safe from the environment, all of these things that we're very used to and we kind of, you know, sometimes take for granted. Um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs um, sometimes gets overused, but what this is is a, is a big triangle. And this guy Maslow, I think in the 1990s or 1980s, he tried to establish what are the basic physiological needs of human beings. So if, if someone has nothing, what are the main things that they need to survive? Like basic, what do they need at the bottom of the pyramid? Well, we need water, we need shelter, you need food, you need... Um, he puts, se he, puts se he puts sex in quite low, like it's quite low down. It's not maybe the, the bottom one, but he's there. Warmth. Um, and I can't remember the other ones, but effectively there's, there's like these key things we need to survive. And then when you move yeah. up a level, it's maybe stuff like <clears throat> nutritious foods, um, you know, a, a family, um, a community, you know, stuff like that. And then it goes further and further and further up. And for most of us, hopefully... Like not everyone, um, but most of us hopefully don't need to worry about that, that bottom level. And I think most people would agree that no one should have to worry about the bottom level mm. anywhere. No one should be worrying about water, you know, where they're going to get their next drink from or, or food. Um, and when we, but, but when your biggest concern is, you know, am I early enough in the queue for Big Bear Bakery to get my, you know, my almond croissants. If that's your biggest concern, um, then you're, you're good. You're, you're good. You're up the pyramids. And if, and f again, throughout the way that we've evolved, we look for danger. We look for um, we look for threats, men and women, and sometimes we create threats that aren't there. Yeah, and I'm starting see based on that. I'm starting to realise this. I've got a pal. He's an absolute stoner, and I love him to bits. And uh, <laughs> When he's high, I always get a wee bit like, you know, like, you know, we worry about stuff. We worry about work and stuff. And sometimes we forget our own kind of like mantras of, you know, don't, don't swear it. He, he always says to me, and I bet you any money, this is where this comes from. He always says, if you only had your underpants, would you still be worrying about it? <laughs> <laughs> and I asked him what he meant like years and years ago. And he's like, if I took everything away for you and just left you with your underpants, your hoose, your car, everything. Mm -hmm. Would you still be worried about it? And I always I'd be like, nah. He's like, don't worry about it now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get that. I get that. So, so you, what have we done today, so, Jonathan? Well, I don't know. I don't even know. I, I think, think we've just solved. <laughs> I think we've, we've solved, solved many crises. <laughs> Crisis. <laughs> Crises. We've, uh, we've, we've definitely gone round. Um, is this us wrapping up? I, th I think this is us wrapping up. I think I think you 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 nursed it in quite nicely when you said like you know the hard things to hear and you know having those people that that tell you these things that are meaning it from a good way and then kind of brought it back round to the health side of things on why someone would say this to you kind of thing. I think that was a nice little bow on it. <laughs> I think you, that's that's what I mean. You, you literally <laughs> just 
smashed it out of the park. I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. Well, well, that's that's good. I th- well, hopefully, it's helped someone. Um, and it's compl- This is a complicated subject, man. It's not. It's not resolved in a fifty odd minute podcast. That's for sure. That's for sure. But, but I think he is. It starts with talking about it and building, as you stated, that emotional intelligence. I think that's where it comes from. And that's not to say that people don't have emotional intelligence before it starts freaking out. I literally just mean that it's in regards to this. It's building they, they, that. They don't, though. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't, and I've been working on it for about four years. They, they don't. I, I, no one... They don't. <laughs> we don't we we don't teach we don't teach this stuff so it's it's okay to say that because unless you're like a very like you're an, an absolute outlier and you had parents that were like decades beyond their time or you were you know your your mum was a psychologist or something you're probably the chances of most adults now knowing about things like emotional intelligence it's kind of just it's it's been around as far as I'm aware it's been around for a long time but it's definitely not taught in schools um, yeah. So that's all I mean is that, like, for me, you know, primary school in Dam Ewer and a high school in Clybank, there was no emotional intelligence being taught. So I, c- I guess I can only speak for like those two schools. <laughs> there's, maybe, there's not a high. So we, we you know, an IQ. Sorry, I, I don't want to. You're trying to wrap it up, and I'm going to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Saying, no, but yeah, but you're right. But we can talk more about that. Uh, we we are good for you. We are okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, That is something we could talk about in the future, though, because that's a that's a a belter. Yeah, sure. Uh, Well, I have been Craig Johnston. I have been Jonathan Pugh, and you have been listening to this podcast. (laughs) Bye. Bye.